Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy Chip Tiernan. What to do? What to do is the Marlins are ruining baseball. Yes, they are. 14 positive tests. And they decided to play when they knew that these tests were looming. Nine players, five staff members, not looking good for the Marlins right now. Does it have to be a bubble? Is this going to happen? Is the rest of the season going to happen? I know there's game playing today, but in the end, it comes down to the Phillies test results. And by the time you guys hear this, we'll know. But if this happens again, what happens? Sports just came back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for about a day, you know, it seemed uh, seemed like all was good, and then um, you know you got the news that a lot a few players in the Marlins, you know, tested positive, and now this morning, um, nine nine players and five uh, employees, yeah, test positive, and then you get the news that the Phillies and Yankees game uh, gets postponed, postponed, as does the Marlins and Orioles. Um, so the Phillies are getting tested today, as are the Marlins, as are probably the Yankees. Uh, so there's a lot of questions up in the air. Uh, we just don't know a lot right now. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit further, but for the Eagles, training camp starts up tomorrow. Yep. Well, today, if you're listening on Tuesday. But it's going to be really – I've been looking forward to football so much. Yeah. Now, and, and again, it, we're going to focus a lot about this Phillies issue because this does impact multiple sports leagues. Yeah. The NHL and NBA are in a bubble. If the NFL wants to just go as usual and play at usual home stadiums, we might not be able to see that this year. And we'll talk about that, uh, but let's get into training camp and get a little excited for once. I need some happiness in my life. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Sixer season starts up next week. Yep. Really excited about that. Uh, we'll go in a little bit of detail what happened with Joel Embiid and his calf injury uh, with the scrimmage, and we'll see how that works out. And finally, we have the Flyers. Their first official game is August 3rd, but they start up today on Monday. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm just really looking forward to I'm looking forward to all sports being back. Yeah. It's going to be a nice nice time seeing these games, and I really don't think no fans in the stadium is really going to impact the game all that much yeah. after watching a few of these baseball games. Baseball yeah. still baseball. Basketball will still be basketball. Hockey still hockey. And hopefully football will still be football. Yeah. I mean, I watched a couple scrimmage games for the NBA, and, you know, it seemed like it's still entertaining. Uh, you know, ben, ben Simmons did something exciting. We'll talk about that later on as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, like you said, I'm really looking forward to sports being back. It sucks that, you know, this whole Marlins thing has come up, but hopefully, uh, you know, no Phillies test positive and, uh, we can continue on. Yep. Well, this week we do have to mention that support for the bandwagon podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Now listen, we've all been there, we've all had to drive to the drugstore, pick up a bag of straight razors, or even have a crappy electric razor, and every time you put them to your nuts, what happens, Chip? You get nicked. You get nicked. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. And when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. 
They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience this firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL. Do it. Let's cue that Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle and talk some training camp birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Yeah. <laughs> training camp starts on the 28th of July, which is Tuesday tomorrow. Yes. I am amped. I just want to see football back. Yes. I, I need sports in my life. And with all the drama going on in the MLB right now, no. This, this just happened. Come on. Breathe. We can get through this, okay? And like I said last time, I don't know if I said this last time, but if there's no football, I don't know what to do with myself, all right? I need football in my life, all right? So just please, God, let this happen. I need it, okay? No fantasy. No fantasy drafts. Oh. No watching Red Zone all Sunday. Oh. No hungover watching Red Zone with terrible food that's really bad for you. Oh, I can't imagine it. Oh, I need it. I need it in my life, man. I mean, you know, we do have things that like we do have to get through with training camp. Um, we need a running back. Uh, have you? We we still have Elijah Holyfield, that's possibly going to make the team. We have Boston Scott, Miles Sanders already on the team, and Clement. And Clement. Um, what do you think we're going to do there? There's talks Shady might come back. You think so? Jalen Mills tweeted at him. Asked him if he wants another championship. We said, hell yeah, I do. So that's a possibility. We'll have to see what uh, Howie and uh, Jeffrey and Doug think about that. But um, as of right now, it's uh, you got Sanders, Scott, Clement, and Holyfield. And you got on, uh, some undrafted rookies. I know um, there's a guy named Warren. I'm not really familiar with a lot of the rookies. but uh, As training camp heats up, you'll hear these names. There could be a guy like Clement a few years ago who could be an undrafted guy who has a good training camp and makes the team. Uh, You know, now it sucks for undrafted rookies because there's no preseason. Um, That got announced a few days ago. They can't really show their talent. Yeah, they can't show in in an actual game. Uh, So it's going to be harder for them to make a team. If they they perform well enough, you know, there could be a guy who could surpass, uh, you know, someone like Holyfield. Uh, But we'll have to see. Um, See, another thing that we're going to have to consider, too, is if due to COVID-19, the college football season is postponed entirely, how are they going to draft? Excuse me. Well, they still will draft, uh, but they'll just have to go off the tape from, you know, this past year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's going to be tough if that does happen. Hopefully it does happen. So we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting. Now... We have a corner situation too, right? 
Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously we got Darius Slay in the trade. Uh, but, you know, we don't know who that second outside corner is going to be. Will it be Sidney Jones? Devontae Maddox, Russell uh, Douglas. Yeah, so that's going to be, you know, competition. Unless we sign someone. Um, you know, there's still – I mean, there's still a few guys out there who we could sign. Uh, someone like Logan Ryan from Tennessee last year had a good season. Uh, he's a veteran guy. You know, he's been on championship winning teams in New England. Um, so, that I mean, that could be a guy you could look at. If you don't like anyone else who you have, mm-hmm. but if if it's someone we have, yeah, I mean that's you know we just listed off the guys who could uh, who could be that second uh, outside corner. Do you really think that's going to be a huge competition? I mean, the level of play that we saw from a couple of those players really exceeds the other. Yeah, I mean Sidney Jones last year, um, you know the last couple games he had, he had, he played well. Uh, you know Douglas has been here for a few years now. You know he knows the you know the defensive scheme. Um, he's played decently. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of like Jalen Mills. He gets burnt a lot, but he I mean he does make some good plays. Uh, Maddox is more of an inside guy in my opinion, um, so he'll probably back up Roby Coleman in the slot. Uh, but if I mean, again, again, if he plays well during training camp, he could be that outside guy. I just see him more of as an inside guy. So for me, uh, Sidney Jones is the front runner right now, just because of the way he played uh, the last couple games of last year. Um, but, you know, you never know with uh, training camp and how the guys play. Are there any names that you think are going to have a breakout season this year? Um, I mean, you could look at J.J., uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I mean, he played horrifically last year, uh, didn't get a lot of opportunities, could get more opportunities this year. Now, we did draft a lot of wide receivers. Uh, we traded for Marquise Goodwin. So, um, you know, if everyone stays healthy, he might not get the opportunities again. Uh, but, he, I mean, he's he's not like the other guys. I mean, we had Deshaun Jackson, we have Goodwin, we drafted Jalen Rager, drafted John Hightower, and drafted Quez Watkins. All those guys are speedsters. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is not a speedster. He's more of a possession guy like Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I mean, we really drafted him to replace Alshon Jeffrey. Now, we still have Jeffrey, but uh, if Jeffrey goes down again, which he probably will, um, you know, he could fill that, you know, end zone, uh, red zone guy who goes up and gets the ball. Um and I still like J.J. There's a lot of people who don't like him. I still like him. I just think he needs to get more opportunities. Um, no, he needs to get the opportunities this year, but if he doesn't get those opportunities, he's dead to me. Okay, well, that's a little harsh. No, not get those opportunities. Succeed with those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think he played decently when he got those opportunities last year. I mean, in the Dallas game, he had a few good catches. Um, so I just think he needs to. He needs more. Uh, I mean, we drafted him, what, the second round last year? I think. Um, so it was a second round, it was a second round, yeah. And we took him over DK Metcalf. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but um, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I just think he needs more opportunities, and uh, who has murdered us every single time we play him. All right, I don't need this negativity. All right, there's plenty of that to go around. Just saying. <laughs> I think it goes no, it goes without saying that every single time we pass up on someone, <laughs> they murder us. Now the only person. That I want to destroy when we play them is Denzel Mims. That guy sucks. <laughs> Terrible yeah. person. Yeah. So, so much unnecessary hate for this city. Right. Like, look, I get it. If we did something to you, all right, justified. We didn't, though. Exactly. <laughs> we existed. You're right. <laughs> oh, man. Just unnecessary comments. And now we hate you. You know? Yeah, not like, look. Sometimes you think that we hate some of our own players for screwing up. You just brought on a whole nother level of yeah. hate. 
And, you know, we talked about negativity not going around, but this time, it's deserved. Yeah, it is. Didn't need to be said, but he said it. I can't wait. If, now, if, if he ever comes pl- a wrath. If he plays at the link, he's going to get booed oh, yeah. so hard. Yeah, for sure. And lit up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be like Malcolm Jenkins on a Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl. Yep. Every time. Um, but that's really all we got for the Eagles. Uh, we're looking forward to football starting back up. We're happy it is. Please, God, let it happen. We'll get into why again. We'll talk Phillies in a minute. So we got the Sixers and the Flyers starting in their bubbles. Flyers playing in Canada and the Sixers playing in Orlando. Yep. Something hot happened down in Orlando. Yes, it did. Ben Simmons took threes. Yes. And made one. Yes. It was so sexy. It was. Every single time. Now, see, I think... uh, Now, I don't know... This has obviously been said before, but the lack of the crowd there may be beneficial to Ben's mindset. Could. It could. Because think about it this way. If he made that three in the company of Sixers fans at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, what would have happened? The place would have been on glue. The roof would have blew off. Yeah. I think that he has, like he did in practice, when there's no one around, yeah. he has the confidence to go out there and just do his thing. Uh-huh. But when he has the crowd noise influencing him, and that, that's a factor that we don't really think about, too, how much that crowd noise does make an impact. For sure. And that's what I said, you know, last time I said, you know, how are the Sixers going to play him? Because they were so good at home with the crowd, and they were horrific on the road. So, um, you know, I was interested to see how they would play. Uh, The first game, they looked really good against Memphis. Um, I mean, they looked well against Oklahoma City. They just blew a lead at the end. Uh, But, you know, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen during the regular season and and into the playoffs. Um, So, but... um, you know, uh, they looked good, in my opinion. Um, ben Simmons looked good. Matisse Thybulle looked really good, by the way. Um, he's playing great defense, and he had one hell of a dunk. And yeah, against uh, Memphis, and he's taking threes confidently. He's you know he's hitting some threes, which is good. Um, you know, Cork Maz looks good, and B's and B we barely got to see. Shake, uh, Shake Milton looks looks decent. Um, so yeah, I mean, and the bench looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to uh, to get the season underway. Um, hopefully, nothing with the MLB. Again, we'll talk about that later. But hopefully, no, because they're in a bubble, so everything should be fine. Bubbles are different. Um, you know, everyone tested hasn't had it since what July 13th or whatever it's been. So hopefully that continues. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to uh, get the regular season underway, and uh, you know, I'm glad to see the Sixers back in action. Well, the only thing with the Sixers is Joel Embiid had a calf issue and left the game. Yeah. Do you think this is going to be something that lingers all year? Because it just seems like Joel just can't seem to stay healthy. Um, I don't think it's going to linger. Um, if he probably won't play the rest of the, I mean, I think they only have one exhibition game left. He probably won't play, which is fine. Uh, just get him ready for the uh the regular season and postseason. So uh, I don't think it's I think it's just tightness, uh, which is fine. I don't think it's anything serious. Uh, they just want they was you know it's just precautionary. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it's nothing serious, and I don't think it is. So um, 
Just uh, get ready to see him probably for the regular season. Probably won't see him in the last exhibition game. Now, in regards to Brett possibly moving Shake to point and Ben to the four, do yeah. you think that's still a possibility? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, he's tested it out. I think he has liked what he saw so far. Um, you know, they still played well with Shake in there at the point and Ben Simmons at the four. Now, you know, when Simmons is in there, he's still he's still kind of a point guard. He's like a point forward. You know, he still brings the ball up from time to time. Um, you know, he gets rebounds. So um, I think it's worked, you know, okay as uh, so far. Uh, we'll have to see if he continues to do that, and I think he will. Because, uh, you know, with uh, when Embiid was out the second game, he started, he had the starting lineup of Shake at the point, uh, Richardson, Harris, or no, I'm sorry, he did, uh, he did Shake, yeah, Richardson, Harris, and uh, Simmons, and then Horford. So that was the five without Embiid. So he's still, he's still playing Shake at the point, uh, starting, having him in the starting five, which is fine. Uh, they played well with that lineup in there. Uh, so we'll have to see if he continues to do it. Yeah, uh, I think it's all just going to be an experimentation. Yes. But with the season starting up, the time to experiment is ending, and let's see if it actually pays off. Yeah, for sure. Now, let's hop right into the Flyers. Uh, not too much just yet, um, but really, really, really tough couple of weeks. I uh, thought Carter Hart was going to be out for a while. He seemed like he overstretched himself reaching for one. Um He's going to be all right. Should be ready. Yeah, scrimmages tonight, you Yeah, said? yeah, they do. And he is playing, so. So that's good. Um, yeah, the scrimmage games begin tonight, but six days. Six days is when the seeding games for the Flyers begin. Um, Round robin. And I really like the format that the NHL did because these play-in games are going to be something that I want to see because I want to make sure that the Pittsburgh Penguins lose. Yes, exactly. And yeah, And like you said, I love what the NHL did. In terms of two hub cities, of hub city having the round robin and have everyone have a chance, uh, if they had a chance when the season stopped to actually make the playoffs. And see, but another thing with the NHL, I don't know anything about ice maintenance, but I'd assume it's easier to refresh ice oh, sure. than it is to maintain a baseball field, which every team and their mother is playing on. Sure, sure. Same thing with football. Football, even more so. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know, going back to that, you know, I think the MLB should have. You know, maybe not do exactly what the NHL did, but they should have taken some things the NHL did. Maybe having a hub city where there's more than one stadium. Maybe they should have done that. The the only two there would be New York and Florida, which Florida, yeah. both have East. really high COVID rates. Um, but you just have to create a bubble situation. But even for football, it, let's say they chose to use the Meadowlands, yeah. the Link, and whatever the hell the Washington football team's new stadium is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe still FedEx. I don't know. FedEx field, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Washington football team. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if he just kept that name? That'd Dan Snyder weird. would not surprise me at That'd all. That dude's crazy. Yeah. Um, Who are the Eagles playing this week? The football team. Oh, nice. Uh, where's the football team from? Washington. Washington. What's oh. their name? The Washington football team. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Um, but all of those places are when driving distance of each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it. It's just a matter of finding the, (sighs) yeah, but I'm looking forward to the NHL starting up. We really need it. I'm I'm glad what they did too. They finished most of their season already. Yeah. Starting right up with the playoffs is a good move. Yes. Um, now their regular season is going to start a little later, but who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? All right. Let's get to the elephant in the room, the Philadelphia Phillies, as usual. 
Uh, Matt Klintak is still garbage. Uh, I wish he were fired with Gabe Kapler. That would have fixed the problem. Yep. Um, but I'm just gonna say the Phillies have the worst bullpen in, in the MLB. Okay. The Phillies not only lost two out of three to the Marlins. The Phillies lost two out of three to the Marlins, in which half of them had COVID. Yeah. So they didn't play. So basically, they lost to the worst team in baseball. Twice. Once by a significant margin. Yep. 11 to 6, right? Yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phillies suck. Okay. <laughs> now let's get to the big part. Dude. Okay. First off, let's begin by saying the Marlins made their decision to play. With a group text. Yes. They didn't follow any of the 113-page uh, protocol that they got sent by the MLB. They just texted each other. Good wouldn't, move. Wouldn't you think it would have been wise to be like, hey, guys, you know. Maybe we uh, shouldn't play. I, I really. Was, I, how, many guys were, how many guys got tested positive the first night? Six. Six guys got tested positive. That's more than the whole league for the last, what, like, month, two weeks? I mean, that, that you know, you know there's something going on. And I don't know. Due to that, the Phillies-Yankees series has been postponed. No, just the game, as of now. The series has been postponed. No, it hasn't. The series will be postponed. Okay. I just think that um, it's going to be... It's not going to be any fun. Uh, this situation, if the Phillies have positive tests due to this, that would just exacerbate the situation. Yeah, it'd make it so much worse. it make it so much worse. I mean, this, to the it, point where baseball might not happen. It's already bad, like right now. But if the Phillies get tested, like if some Phillies get tested positive, it's not, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be like so much worse. Now, I mean, the Marlins shouldn't, shouldn't have played. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the Phil- no Phillies get tested positive. Hopefully, no more Marlins get tested positive, and we can continue on with the season. I mean, I, it, you know, it, it. You know, I am thinking, you know, very positively right now. I mean, it, you know, it could go so many ways. Now, listen, teams do have sixty men. Yes, it's a thirty-man roster, but they have sixty men. Yes, and if so, if these fourteen guys are the only ones that tested positive, that is the best case scenario. Now they just have to quarantine for themselves, and the rest of the guys, you know, and the, you know they can continue to play, and they'll you know the, the you know however many guys they need will get called up to the main the main roster and play for them. So that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is. Mar- more Marlins get tested positive. The Phillies test positive, and both teams have to have replacements up. Worst case scenario is the MLB season is suspended because of this. So, and that's that's a real possibility right now. So, I, don't, I don't think that would happen. I I don't know. You, you just don't, you don't know. I mean, it's a little deeper than that. The the MLBPA and the MLB agreed to something. Yeah. There's probably something in there in case this happens. 
I would assume... That's a, That's a good point. I would assume... Now, we've seen that the MLB hasn't been the best yeah. in regards to PR stunts and things like that lately. So, uh, we would just like to... I, I want the season to continue so bad. That yeah. would be the ideal. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, again, worst case scenario is they, is they suspend it. And, you know, if they do suspend it, what does that mean for other sports? You know, what does that mean for the NFL? I think the bubble sports are fine, but I, I think yeah, the NFL has the most to worry about. I agree. And the NFL, in regards to the fact that it's a contact sport, yep. there are how many linemen going to be going right up against each other? Well, the game? thing is, too, with the NFL, I mean, they're going to be tested every day, which is good. You know, they agreed to the guidelines, which is good. So the players are all in right now. Now, that could change if, you know, let's say, you know, more more MLB tests are positive. That could change with the NFL players. They could be like, all right, we're seeing what the MLB has done. What's it going to mean for us who have to, you know, touch each other every day? So, um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of questions up in the air right now. Uh, you know, we're kind of filming it. We're kind of recording at a bad time because, you know, the tests are happening right now. So we won't know until, you know, e- earliest tonight either way tomorrow. either way it's not a good situation no, it's poorly still, handled I mean, it's still bad yeah yeah we can still talk about how poorly handled that whole situation oh sure was. sure it was yes of course i mean the good thing right now is we're watching baseball as we record <laughs> so uh there's still baseball happening um you know we'll just have to see what happens later on the bad news is no matter what happens it's still a bad situation yes of course now cross our fingers we're hoping everyone listen to this sees that the Phillies are fine and baseball continues. Yes. But there's a possibility. There's always a possibility, and it saddens me deeply. Yeah, it does. It's uh, it's you know, unfortunate situation. It sucks. Um, but it's, you know, it's the way, uh, it's the way that it happened, and uh, it's not looking good right now. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just so sad because, you know, for, for the first day, it was great, <laughs> you know. We had baseball back, uh, but well, you know. the first the first game of opening day yeah. was rain delayed and canceled yeah. after five innings. Yeah, <laughs> the Nationals and the Yankees game they got, that got canceled, but then uh, it, it was still a, it was a, it was a game. It was five innings, and then opening day was there, and the Phillies were yeah, like we're all excited for the Phillies, and then they lose. What was it, five to two or five five one six five two, two six um, two, and then you know we find out the next day, you know, yay, the Phillies win, but. You know, six guys for the Marlins got tested positive, and the next day we find out more people got tested positive, and two games got canceled. And the Phillies lose eleven to six. And they look yeah right. Now, okay, let's move aside from the COVID stuff for now, and just talk about the games themselves. Yeah. That first game was terrible. Aaron Nola looked so good up until that sixth inning when he gave up that two run homer. And even after giving up that two-run homer, he only let up three runs. Yeah. So what? Now, the Phillies' bullpen might be a dumpster in disguise. No, it, it is. They are it isn't, it isn't terrible. It is. When the two best pitchers in your bullpen are two-run Tommy and Hector Neris, what does that say about you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not good, man. Let's, I mean, can I just be real for a second? We're not winning anything. (laughs) With this bullpen. Uh, That was, they're so bad. 
chip. They're so. I mean, so our starting pitching bad. isn't much better. We have Nolan Wheeler. Who, Vince Velasquez, you know, well. I'm sick and tired of Vince Velasquez, Velasquez being stinks. No, he's being put up to us like, oh, he's got the stuff this year, guys. You know, he's really going to improve, and he, he's worked really hard. Okay, well, you know what? I don't hate the guy by any means. I really don't. Yeah, it's not like a Hector Neris situation where we actually hate him. But like, you can't keep pinning this guy up as someone who's going to be like a game changer for the Phillies rotation, and in reality, he is just a dumpster in disguise. Again, another dumpster. Yeah, he's a walking dumpster. Yeah. I mean, it blows my mind that we haven't found, like, a diamond in the rough yet. Because we've been through so many guys in the bullpen and the starting rotation. There hasn't been a single guy who's been good. Well, I thought last year it was going to be Victor Arano, but then he sucked. Right! <laughs> last year we said, oh, Nick Pavetta's going to have a great year. He was terrible! Eflin? Eff- I mean, he's so up and down. Like, he's good at times, but he's not consistent who's the enough. Fifth? Right now, it's the rotation goes Nola, Wheeler, Velasquez, Arietta, and Eflin. Now, we haven't seen Arietta and Eflin. Arietta was supposed to go tonight. Uh, but that's not going to happen. So, we don't know. Arietta has been, at, eh. at best, okay. He's been alright. But, uh, I mean, he's definitely not as good as he used to be. Yeah, you, you can see that the age is really getting to him. So, it's... I don't... Again, Jake Arrieta has been one of those pitchers who's been really successful during my lifetime. Um, up until the last couple of years. And it's not like he's been horrendous, just not up to par with right. what he's done for the rest of his career. I mean, not obviously the Cy Young Award winner in, what, 2016 he won, I think, or something like that. But, you know... I think he can have a good year this year. I hope so. Hey, look, you know... If it even happens. Eh, um, stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, let's talk bullpen. Terrible. I can't. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> name me one bullpen pitcher. I can't. Hector Neris. No, name me one bullpen pitcher you're confident putting in oh, no, with no. one out, no. two men on in the no bottom one. of the ninth. No one. And a one-run lead. No one. Absolutely no one. I could have. I could go out and be a better pitcher than half those guys. Man, I, two runs on, they just... I saw him you warming up. See, you hear it in the name. Two-run Tommy. He gives up two, at least two runs every game. Now, I don't know if he did that last time, but he stinks. All right? That's the bottom line. I've, I've just watched him like every... Sometimes he's good, and it's like, no, nah, he's going to no. give him two runs. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, Tommy looks good. And then next batter, two-run home run. Like, no, he stinks. He's not good. Remember when a complete overhaul in the bullpen. Remember when Sir Anthony Dominguez was good? Yeah, and then his arm fell off. Yep. <laughs> How did Matt Clentag, the one guy who was good, his arm full? Like, what is our luck? I don't get it. David Robertson was the best pitcher on the market last year. We got him. Oh, great! And then his arm falls off. I don't even know. I don't even know what his injury was. But he's not. He can't play for two years. That's the bottom line. Matt Clentag single-handedly put together the worst bullpen I've ever seen. Yeah, and thought it, it was presentable. It might be, and I'm not joking here. I saw a tweet. Someone said it. I don't know who it was. This might be the worst bullpen in the history of the Major League Baseball. <laughs> now, now might be a stretch, but, I mean, come on now. It's real bad. It's, like, so, so bad. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's almost hurtful to watch. Elaborate. Like, when you're watching the game, and the Phillies, you know, Joe Girardi comes up to get for example, let's, he takes Aaron Noel out. I turned it off. 
Because I know we're not winning the game. After. We're going to give up so many runs in that inning because our bullpen is horrific. No matter who you go to. <laughs> so I, I was looking at Twitter to see if there's any comments on the Phillies bullpen. And uh, it was just one of a bullpen pitcher running out at JT Real Muto, just shaking his head in disbelief <laughs> when he was coming year. out. <laughs> that's, that's, our, that's our entire bullpen. And no matter who comes out, JT's making that face. <laughs> Dude, okay. Can we just say, like, here at least on the Bandwagon podcast, we knew that Kapler wasn't the only problem. We, we, we bitched and complained about him a lot. But Klintak was a big part of the problem. Yes. I wanted them to clean house. Yes. Okay, not only did Klintak put together a terrible bullpen, but the fact that Matt Klintak still hasn't signed JT Real Muto, yeah. pathetic, disgusting, terrible. he should be out of here if he that doesn't happen. If he goes to free agency, you're an idiot. If you let him go to free agency, I'm not watching the Phillies next year. This is the best catcher in baseball. You traded your top prospect for him, and you're going to let him walk? Are you insane? No. I don't care if he's 29. This guy's the best catcher in baseball. He has a rocket for an arm. He led the majors in percentage of uh, thrown out men last year. He won a gold glove, a silver slugger. He had his best year of his career, hit 275 with 25 homers. And you're going to let him walk? Are you insane? No. You don't. You got to sign this guy now. This, this shouldn't ha- this, you shouldn't have waited this long. It's it's mind-boggling that you haven't signed this guy yet. You know what really gets me? Matt Klintak, we have stupid money, and we're going to spend it. Where's the spending where's, at? Where's the stupid money now? The stupid money spent on sh- what, crappy bullpen. bullpen. That bullpen isn't even presentable for a double-A no. team. Nope. And you have an all-star catcher. Who the fans love, yep. who goes out there and kills it for your team yep. every single game. You have your star player in Bryce Harper saying, sign the man. Right. Sign the man. And you haven't done it yet. Oh, well, you know, he might want too much money. And wh- for, Okay, here's another thing. Why isn't Alec Boehm and Spencer Howard with the team? Yeah, at this point, why the hell not? Why not? Who cares? It's 60-game season. Alec Boehm's your top prospect... And Bryce Harper even said to the team he wants Spencer Howard in the rotation, and he's not with the team. Not even in the bullpen, who was horrific, by the way. And another thing I noticed, too, we keep starting Roman Quinn, who's done nothing, and Hazelly starts once and, gets, and has and, a great game. And goes three for four. And then he's like, oh, Roman so, Quinn should see, never start another game. And, and then here's what's going to happen. Hazelly goes three for four and doesn't play for a week. Yep. And that's that's Philadelphia Phillies tradition. And and no no and at this point you're going to see whether that was Kapler or Klintak telling Kapler to do that. And here's the thing, Goslin, who hit two home runs in a game, next game isn't in the starting lineup. He's the hottest player on the team, and you're not starting him. What does that say about the What does that say about this team? Top to bottom dysfunctional. Yes. And you know I thought Joe Girardi would bring some of that semblance back, and I'm I'm going to go easy because it's only been two games. Yes. Three games, excuse me. Yeah. But if I don't see any change, if the Phillies are ever allowed to play again, <laughs> the only thing that I can think is that that entire front office is yep. incompetent and will never get anything done for the city of Philadelphia. Because there's no way Joe Girardi doesn't know if a guy's hot and you don't play him the next day. There's no way. He, there's no he, Joe Girardi's been in this league long enough that he knows how to, he knows how to manage. 
And if a guy's hot, you keep, you keep playing him until he's not. That's just, it's simple. And it didn't happen. Now, again, it's only been three games, but <laughs> we've seen, I know this bullpen. I knew this bullpen was going to be bad, and they just proved, they proved us right. Dude, it's so bad. Yeah. It's really bad. It's horrible. Like, when we talk about a dumpster fire, like, uh, we, we talked about it last year. We thought the Phillies were a dumpster fire, but, like, this year, I mean, the only thing that I can compare them to is a landfill. On fire. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like the lineup right now. The first game, they didn't play well, but the next two games, they played they played pretty well. I mean, they they scored seven runs in the second game. They scored six in the in the second uh, in the third. Game. When you put up six runs, your pitching should win you the game. Yes, if you put up six runs, you should win. You know, most of the time, at but least ninety percent of the games. Eleven runs, you're not going to win any game. No, Vince Velasquez gets a four-one lead and immediately gives up a three-run <laughs> right, jack. Right, exactly. That was a four-nothing lead. <sighs> we scored four in the first inning, and then that's it. You know, we scored two runs in the in, in that garbage in, time in garbage time, but it didn't matter the points. We gave up eleven runs to the Marlins, who were half riddled, the Marlins who were riddled with COVID. I, I just don't know exactly what to do. <laughs> I don't know how to feel right now. There's no way to fix it. I mean, we need a we need a complete overhaul of the bullpen. There's no way we can do that. There's no way we're not winning anything this year. I'm, I'm telling you right now. It's too late. And I'm sorry to be negative like this and during a time where we may not even have baseball, but that's just the way that I we're see We're going it. to have baseball. I'm going in with the op- mindset we're having baseball. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll, okay, I will, we're having I baseball. Will, Shut I, up. I will do you never same. say that again. All right, I will do the same. I will stop. Just stop. I'm done. I'll stop it. Are we done our rant by the, uh, for the Phillies yet? Yeah, we're done. Okay. We stink. Matt Clintac really needs to get his uh, get his to act together. He needs to. You know what? He's on the island. Whoa. Yep. When you put someone I there, said it. no, I said it. This is the first person Chip has ever placed on the island. Put him on there. Write his name down. He's there. Okay, so we now have to go over the list of island residents as is tradition. We have Chip Kelly, Gabe Kapler, Gabe Kapler. Newly, new edition, Matt Klentek. Hector Neris. Hector Neris. And for some reason, Ben McAdoo. Yeah, I don't know why, but whatever. You put him there, so fine. Uh, it's because he almost got the Eagles coaching, jo- coaching job. And, uh, and then he went to the Giants and completely screwed that organization into the ground. Yeah, I actually might invite him off of the island yeah. for screwing over the Giants. Yeah. Can we invite him off? I, but off. I thought once you're there, you're there. No, take him off. He can, put, he can take people off. Yeah. All right. Is Jalen Mills still on there? I don't know if we've added Jalen Mills. Didn't you mention Jalen Mills one time? I said Jalen Mills is very close to getting on the island. Well, now he's at safety, so I, I like him at safety. So we'll have to see what he does, but... Uh, no, the, the Eagles' defense was also very close to being on the island. No, the Eagles' secondary. Secondary, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they were burnt toast all year. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it, it, it takes that final straw moment to be put on the island. Yeah. So now I've had, I've had enough of Clintac, dude. Matt Clintac is official. Are, it, He's on there. Are you declaring it? Yes. Do you decree? If I had a mallet, I would hit it right now. A gavel. Or that's what it's called. Yeah. All right. Well, it's done. He's there. He's there. Yep. It's official. Matt, you must pack your bags and go to the island. 
Join Gabe Kapler. Enjoy. The island... Oh, Aaron Altair is also on the island. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The island is called San Francisco because Aaron Altair went there after yeah, he was on the island, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chip Kelly, too. That's true. Yeah, that's right. He's the 49ers. That's right. Oh, no. The island's California because it's going to break off of the country. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Man, that sucks for California. You have all those terrible people. Especially yeah. sports-wise. My God. Yeah. You're going to lose so many games. Screw the Dodgers. They're too good. I mean, come on now. If Matt Klintek goes to the Dodgers and screws it up, that'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. The Dodgers are too good. I mean, come on. The Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts back-to-back in a lineup. Are you kidding me? Who let that happen? I mean, who who are those powerhouse teams in baseball? Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yankees. Mm-hmm. I guess Astros. Yeah. Uh, that's really it. Those are the top three juggernauts right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I feel like the the, Bre- mean, the Brewers are kind of a second tier. No, nah, I mean, the Brewers weren't that good last year, though. Yeah, they, they, they made it. Did they make it? I don't think they made they, it. No, they were winning in the wild card. They were winning against the Nationals, and then they made that huge error, and the Nationals won. Was that the Brewers? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the Brewers. That's right. If it weren't for that error, the That's Nationals right, wouldn't. Yeah. If, if that error wasn't committed, the Nationals wouldn't have won a World Series. How does that make you feel? That was a team of destiny, unfortunately. Now, I know it sucks to say, but I hate the Astros so much for everything that they did. <laughs> it's yeah. just like... It, that Last year was the worst possible matchup. Yeah. I mean, I used to like the Astros, kind of. Like, I wasn't a huge fan, but I liked Bregman. I liked Springer. I was kind of indifferent with Altuve, but... Bregman, I mean, Bregman, they're still good players, but the fact of what they did, man. Yeah, but they were so cocky about it I online, know. too. They were I like, know. oh, yeah. We, Correa. Yeah, Correa and Bregman, especially. Yeah, Bregman, yeah. And again, I used to like Bregman. Like, when he was coming up, I'm like, oh, that, that's going to be a good player. And he was. But then he did that. And Correa. Altuve was part of it. He was. They, they, they Springer, say, I mean, Springer was a part of it, but he didn't, he didn't talk. About it, like Bregman. They Bregman. all say that they were like they all say Altuve wasn't a part of it. BS. You saw. Him. Come on. You saw him in the replay when he hit the home run off the Yankees. No, no, no. Covered right. himself up. Like, come on. That's so obvious. You can't tell me that he that wasn't there wasn't something there. You can't tell me that. It, you know the the one person who I do like is Trevor Bauer. He kind of just tells it how it is. <laughs> yeah. And like sometimes unapologetically and to a fault. Also, the other day, you know, remember in Cleveland when he chucked the ball in into center field. Mm-hmm. Yesterday when he was pitching, uh, the manager came to take him out, and he faked and he, he faked like he was going to do it again. <laughs> uh, what a good guy he is. He tells it like it is. You're right. But, like, that's the kind of attitude you need in baseball. Someone who really does ignite that conversation, who yep. sparks it up. Wasn't it Mike Fires who... Uh... Mike Fires was like, yeah, they're cheating. Yeah. Cause he, I, mean, I was on the team. They right, were cheating. He was on the team, and then he, he's on the A's now. But, uh, yeah. I mean, he, I think he was the first guy to bring it up, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but he was the first one to confirm it. Because yeah. there were a lot of teams that, and if you look at that 2017 Yankee series with them, Aroldis Chapman was smiling after <laughs> Altuve hit that home run. No, that was last year. I was like, no, that was in 2017. Was last wasn't it? year? Was it last year? Yeah. When wow. Altuve hit the walk off to go to the World oh, Series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. last year. But he was smiling. He was smiling because he, he knew. He something knew. Was up. Yeah, he knew. 100 like, percent. He knew. Because when I was watching that, I was like, that's a weird reaction. I'm like, yeah, why is he smiling? That's, yeah, that's that's a good point, yeah. I'm like, why is he smiling? <laughs> he just lost 
the the ALCS. Like he knew. He just gave up the game winning home run to go to the World Series, and you're smiling. He knew. He knew something was up. Of course he does. Yeah, hundred percent. And like. Okay, so it might have been the same series, but there was a point where John Carlo, not John Carlo, saying Aaron Judge came out and was pointing at their dugout and saying something to the ump. I'm pretty sure it was the same series. They yeah. never talked about it on TV, but you knew as a fan yep. of just baseball like, in why general. Is he doing that? That's weird. Yeah, it was 100. And I, I never really watched the Astros all that often. They're not on ESPN. Yeah. If I were watching a random ESPN game, I'm usually just kind of zoning out on my phone anyway. Yeah. But I, I just. Ugh. I hate the Astros. <laughs> and the Mets. Screw the Mets. Just for existing. And the Braves. Yeah. They see, but and the, the Nationals. The Nationals have been so bad for so long before they got Strasburg and Harper. <laughs> of course the year we get Harper, they win the World Series, too. That must have hurt him. Because literally... Right after the, the the Nationals won the World Series, I checked on Twitter and was like, hey, Bryce Harper, you're not on the team. Like, come on now. He just made $300 million. Do you think he cares? Do you really think he cares? I mean, a little bit. All right. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I, I got nothing left to talk about. I think we reached our destination for the day. We thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook at PHL The Bandwagon. Follow us on Twitter at PHL The Bandwagon. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. You can follow me, Ryan Michaels, at phlryanmichaels on Twitter. You can follow Chip at phlchiptiernan. Uh, send us messages. Tell us what you like and don't like. Let us know how to change things and be better. We're always open to, uh, to criticism. We're always open to questions from fans. You know, we really do want to expand and get to know a wider audience of people, um, and we're happy to take some messages and talk about them on the show. Uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. Again, go to p eight, go to manscaped.com and use code PHL for 20% off and free shipping. Again, that is 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use promo code PHL and your balls will thank you. They really will. See you at the next stop.